0: Hello and welcome to Baker Hill's Lending Made Easy. Today, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about the future. What will banking look like in 50 years? If you think about 50 years ago, 1972, the world was a lot different before Amazon took over the world, before Elon Musk took over Twitter. So let's talk. Where do we see it in 50 years? I think I'm going to throw this to David, our wizard of all things lending, to get us started. David? 50 years, the, banking. What's it going to look so, like?
1: So technically, I can't be wrong on this, right? So the future of future of banking technology, interesting. So I think in 50 years... Um, We'll have a confluence of technologies that will just facilitate an ease with which we can all exist. I think just our cost of living is going to go dramatically down. There'll be far fewer people in the workforce. I think that there may not be a need for a branch. I think blockchain will take over with respect to a common ledger for all assets. So the ownership of that asset will be crystal clear. I think auto lending is an example. Think about the auto lending and credit unions. That's all going to go away because we're going to have transportation. as a service where a driverless vehicle will show up and bring you to your next destination. It'll be so inexpensive that you would never want to own a car, right? So car financing will be gone. Just the basic economic needs of everyday people are going to change dramatically. I think there'll be a large portion of the population that'll be on some type of economic stipend on a monthly basis because there just won't be jobs for them. All the jobs will be tied to very critical functions. There'll be a proliferation of robotics both in the home and in the business. So I think it's going to change dramatically. That's 50 years. It's a long time. That
2: is a long time, although a lot of what you're describing, I think the Jetsons predicted we'd have it already. And we're not there yet, but who who knows, but you're right. We can't be wrong. That's the beauty of these. We can just think outside the box a little bit. One thing I really hope is gone is checks. We've been trying to kill those for 50 years and haven't succeeded there. But I think we got a really good shot in the next 50 to change some of the basic just methods of exchanging money amongst ourselves. The payments technologies obviously will continue to increase in their speed and proliferate. Proliferation. There we go. That's a big word for a Friday in the middle of the day. But that's where I think things like the blockchain and how that impacts the different cryptocurrency type ideas, real time money movement, the expectations around what I want to be able to do with my money, no matter where it is. I think that could even be wildly different than, than what we see today, how that's exchanged beyond just an app to an app that we have in today's environment. I would suspect that maybe another revolution that hasn't started yet that i could see taking off is the augmented reality concept i'm not maybe willing to go quite so far as the virtual reality i don't know that we're going to be banking in the metaverse necessarily but things that augment my experience and tie some of the financial elements of it. I could see something like that taking off what that looks like, what the devices are that support it. Lord knows. But I think that augmented reality could be play a big part in our future banking lives. As you said, David, getting rid of the getting rid of the branch. How do I supplement that with technology? and still have access to the financial experience.
1: I think cash goes because cash is just one currency, right? And we have all of these currencies coming around, these cryptocurrencies, so if any of them have legs, what would I carry in my pocket? The only thing I could carry is cash, and that may be the less desirable way to transact, depending on who you're transacting with. And if you're transacting in a digital environment, cash doesn't work. So the only time you'd be transacting with cash is on a face-to-face basis, I guess unless you're wiring money. But for the most part, you would probably just move money from one account to the next easily without the help of the bank. So it's an interesting environment to contemplate.
0: So when thinking about this future banking technology, what type of people are going to exist within the banking credit union structure? Will there be a need for a teller, as an example, or do we see some of that shifting to more automation and different new roles popping up?
2: I think the more you move into the space, right, as, as David said, you get rid of cash. As I was talking about, you get rid of checks. Some of the work that the tellers do shifts. So, I I think we could see an entirely different set of roles and responsibilities inside a financial institution. There's been a lot of talk about the world of robo-advisors for wealth, that that hasn't really taken off, that hasn't replaced the in-branch financial advisor. don't know that that's going to happen in 50 years. That seems a bit of a stretch to me, unless you see a big shift outside of the banks for wealth management needs of some of the younger generations. Some of the really legacy concepts like a safety deposit box, I don't know what becomes of that in the future. I still have one. I don't know about you, David. I not entirely sure I have anything in it, so don't know why I have it anymore. But you know, what role does that play in the future of a secure place to keep things? Because that was part of the value of the bank branches, knowing it was a secure facility to keep valuable goods. It is ripe for big change because it's been the same way for a long time. We've nibbled at the edges with online banking, with ATMs, with supplementing that with digital overlays to the atms to try to provide more banking expertise banking service are we able to really make that shift in 50 years remains to be seen i guess but i don't know that they go away in their entirety
1: yeah i think the fdic insured deposit is a need i don't see that going away and if there's going to be a need for that safety Uh, A bank is the place for that. And for the bank to make money on that, they're they're going to need to lend money, right? So they're going to have still the low-cost edge in the lending space and will continue to lend money to commercially focused enterprises that I would think that construct would not change.
2: So one thing I'd love to see, so kind of shifting maybe a little bit away from what does banking look like in 50 years, what does Brian wish the banks would do? One thing I think the market needs is a good ID verification service. So something that can be tapped into to prove that I am who I say I am or my business is a real business that I can transact on behalf of that business. I think there's a real opportunity in the financial sector to play that role across many different channels. We see Google and Facebook and others act as that online digital identity. So you can sign in to certain websites with your Google ID, right, instead of setting up a username and password, which is all well and good, but I, my bank knows so much more about me than Google does. Even though they've got a lot of my search history at Google and different information, The bank knows who I am. They know my creditworthiness. They know what I can and can't support from a financial perspective. I think there's an interesting opportunity at some point in the future if the right group of banks band together, the right technology spins up that is supported by other solutions that would allow me to uh, transact, to sign up for services that have financial impact to them with a given singular ID could be something really interesting and solve a a need in the market.
0: So thinking just in terms of the fintechs that are coming up now, a lot of them have a focus on equity inclusion. Do we see anything changing with credit scores? How creditworthiness is determined? Will there be a movement, if you will, to change that up because of social pressures? Just curious. Do we see that changing in the next 50 years?
1: I think when I think about a FICO score, I think maybe that's where you're going. When I think about a FICO score or the algorithms that the FICO folks have put together to calculate whether someone can pay as agreed or not it's all predicated on the data they have and the responses they receive from those portfolios of those loans we need another recession or so i think to see if alternative models actually work because there's lots of alternative models there's i mean you've probably all heard of different ways which would in which you can determine if somebody's going to pay as agreed but during a good economy they're not tested so what we need to do is see what how they fare and then maybe that points us in a different direction what i see is an industry reluctant to make changes because the models have historically worked really well and i don't know that, that i'm not talking about inclusion or exclusion i'm just looking at credit models and what works and what doesn't so I'm probably not yeah. really addressing the question no but i think it does a little bit though david I-
2: And there's some really interesting companies sprouting up that are built around those concepts actually of inclusion that you were talking about. I've talked to a few of them, and one of the questions that still remains for me as we think about kind of future banking technology, the underbanked, the non-banked, their whole financial world is transactional and it's outside of the system. It's cash, it's sometimes barter, who knows what's happening that proves their credit worthiness to David's point that we don't have the models. We've not tested the models. The challenge will be, how do you centralize all of that information? How do I get at the transactions that aren't happening today in a system or that are happening in, in money transfer? I send a money gram back home. If I've immigrated here from Mexico, as an example, and I send money back via one of the wire transfer type solutions back home, how do I bring that together into a view of financial health? Continuing to get to a more open banking ecosystem, something where those styles of transactions are available to everybody to run models against, whether or not they are tested, David, to your point. At least getting them there so we can start looking at them and determining what does a good cash flow based lending program look like, knowing that today I don't have access to the entirety of your cash flow. Mm hmm.
0: So final question, we looked forward a lot in today's podcast, but if you had to say since 1972, what do you think is the biggest banking transformation that's occurred in the last 50 years? David?
1: I think right now we're in the golden age of commercial loan origination solutions. So it's the origination, underwriting, documenting, and funding of commercial loans in a single digital solution that has been the most transformative since I can think of. I mean if just the efficiency gained on the employee side is just is crazy. It's never going to be beaten. You it's know, the we the best time to be here right now.
2: Absolutely. And we and because of that we suffer from recency bias where we're going to probably default to some of the things that are happening right now. I might vote for something like the Check 21 Act which was the first step towards this world of, of digital payments, not requiring the paper version of the check and how that has then led to the world of p2p payments and cryptocurrency and other things where if we didn't take some of those initial first step i don't know that some of these things exist i'm sure there's something back in the 70s and 80s that i'm not thinking about i've got to imagine the biggest transformation was somewhere in that ballpark although i think we're making even larger strides today we're changing at a more rapid pace there has to be something in in the 70s 80s that was the impetus. And I'll go with the Check 21 Act for today.
0: Sounds awesome. So thanks again for listening to Lending Made Easy. And you heard it here first. Let's listen to this podcast again in 50 years and see if anything that David or Brian predicted comes true.